If you enjoy the content of this podcast and would like to get access to exclusive content, please subscribe. Hi, my name is Fabian Morgan and welcome to Everyday Dialogue, the podcast where we discuss everyday experiences that shape our lives as human beings, whether it's celebrating our successes or painfully navigating our way through failure and trauma. These experiences determine how we show up in the world for ourselves and others. On this platform, I will be sharing my personal experiences as well as inviting a variety of guests who will share their most authentic or vulnerable stories where we lift up those who dare to show up fully in life. With a new episode every Saturday, we will be tackling a broad range of subjects that deals with what it means to be us, what it means to be human. So pull up a seat and join me at my table. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Everyday Dialogue. And I've got an extra special guest with me. Her name is Madurima. Thank you so much, Madurima, for joining me. She is a soul coach, which I think is such a fascinating name. I've never heard the term soul coach. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm usually on the other end of um, this role. So yeah, usually whenever I'm a podcast guest, I'm like, but then I trust you and I believe in you. So I'm super excited for this episode. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny you say that because even me as well, I think I feel more comfortable being a host than being a guest as well. Like when you're a guest, obviously you're not in control. You don't know where you're going to be asked, but it is fun because I was on a podcast last month and I really, really enjoyed being a guest. I just like let it all go and just let let the guest, let the host take control. So yeah, so thank you for joining me. Um, the the reason I wanted to do a podcast episode with you, because I found it fascinating when you said that you are a soul coach. Could you just explain to my audience what is a soul coach and what what do you actually do? To be honest, my journey has been a topsy-turvy journey. It has been a long time coming and um, long story, it's really shortened up. Towards the end of 2019, I was extremely burnt out, so I quit my company. So I quit a company that I was working for. I was a copywriter in an ad agency. Then in the pandemic, the second job that I joined, I had to quit that because of the pandemic. So that was six, in less than six months, I had lost two jobs and a very heavy hit. Mm. On top of that, you add into the mix that the pandemic and I have like really bad health anxiety. So the pandemic and the health anxiety didn't really go well together. So I was extremely lost as an individual. I was like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What am I here for? Like, what am I be, What am I supposed to be doing? You know, because it was very chaotic and very scary, obviously. None of us knew what was going to happen in that time period. So I was feeling extremely lost. And I remember going on this journey where... It took a long time. It took me around two to three months or more than that. I'm undervaluing myself and my anxiety by saying two to three months. It took longer than that mm-hmm. to actually find out who I was as an individual. It took a lot of grounding. It took a lot of um, going back to spirituality, which I used to cringe away from solely because um, we came from like the family that I'm raised up in. We were really spiritual. We had a lot of spiritual discussions, all of that good stuff. But there was a time where there was the age of fake gurus in India. And so I didn't want to be associated with it. But then I was finding myself in a space where spirituality was the only anchor 
that could kind of ground me and mm. calm me down and bring me to the present rather than floating up there and to the possibilities of what if which is really huge you know what if it's a big question that can generally never be answered <laughs> i feel so mm-hmm. i think during that time spirituality was something that genuinely helped me ground and that became a mission that became my purpose i decided to get into coaching after a few of my friends in my circle were getting into coaching and i heard one of my mentors speak about how amazing like he has people come in to help his um, team meetings before team meetings he has people come in who can um, lead a meditation course so that everyone feels grounded enough and everyone is in that clarified space to go forward and i was like people do this why am i not <laughs> doing it right like instant connection so it was like a dominoes effect of a lot of things coming together mm-hmm. and then when i decided to become a coach i wanted to help people reconnect with themselves because that is what i went through that was mm. i was fresh out of having been completely lost not having an idea of where i was what i was supposed to be doing to a place where i was reconnected with myself and i knew what i was supposed to be doing or at least the next few steps that i wanted to take so that's where the soul coach came into the being and over the i think this was towards the end of 2020 2021 i officially started out as a coach and in the 3 months down the line i spoke to people i was in a wonderful challenge where i was challenged like i was called out so many times that i respect that like called out with love but there was this moment where i was it was like an avalanche Oof. i'm saying this for the very first time because it mm-hmm. just clicked for me it was like an avalanche of all these things coming together and okay. i was like the moment i sat down in front of my computer with all my stuff ready with my camera ready with my mic in front of me and i was talking to people and i was helping people and supporting people i was like this is it this is what i was meant to do wow. all my life this is what it came down to so so the soul coach remained um i started out as a board out coach one of my mentors inspired me to actually see beyond what i was helping people reconnect with why was i helping people mm-hmm. and the burnout experience stress experience that i had experienced as an individual because i was and i still am a very ambitious individual i was like ah i want to bring in burnout into the picture so i went from a soul coach to a burnout soul coach to now a freedom soul coach wow that's really really powerful Um and I love the fact that you literally had a aha moment where you realized that this is what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. I think in life a lot of the times people float around in life not knowing what they want to do or what they want to achieve or what they want to become so the fact that you had that moment was was actually incredible um when you said that you experienced burnout and you end up quitting your job what do you think led to you being burned out what specifically happened was it work related stress was it issues at home with the family what was it that actually led to that build up of you becoming burnout yeah wonderful question fabian uh personally i feel like a lot had to do with the work environment that i was in it was a very toxic place mm-hmm. uh this was back in 2020 uh, 2019 and back then work from home was not as prevalent as it is right now but i was still working from home uh solely because it took me 4 hours to travel to and fro between where i am living to where the office was located and um it was chaotic and it was not just that you know it was like uh working late into the night having 
demands that weren't necessarily prescribed in the job description mm-hmm. i would randomly get yelled at because i wasn't doing something and i was like you never told me to do this like this doesn't fall under my job description so back then i was managing five to six clients i was writing copy for them i was writing copy for the company i was also after getting yelled at directing the graphic designer i was um community communicating with the clients i was helping them figure out what the requests looked like it was ah it was so a lot much of so much it happening yeah so much yeah i mean there were no boundaries in place because i was working from home right i was like the my boss was like why do you need boundaries when you're working from home and i was like no oh, i still need boundaries but that topic just went over my boss's head i was working late into the night because we had clients based out of us and i was working early in the mornings because we had clients based out of india um and not just that it was it was very chaotic like i was it felt like i had to manage it all right it mm-hmm. was very very chaotic Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. it, it's, it's so fascinating you're saying that because, and, and I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, um, I, I went, I covered something called the six, six um, dimensions of wellness. And one of the six dimensions of wellness is actually occupational wellness. It is mm. so important to be in a good and healthy work environment, because if you're not, it can really damage your mental health. I remember when I was working at McDonald's, um, that was the first of a job I did. I did that when I was at 17, 18. And it was, it started off great. I really loved it. And then in my last year there, we had a new manager that came in and he was so toxic the morale of the team went down and I remember I switched from doing day shift to night shifts so I didn't have to see him because fortunately for me the McDonald's I worked in was a 24-hour McDonald's but it just shows you that work-related stress is so is something that a lot of people actually go through one of my really good friends now is going through that situation she doesn't want to go to work there's so many times she's calling me saying um i wonder how can i call in sick this week and it's all because Mm. of her boss it's not that she doesn't enjoy the job it's because of her boss so what advice Mm. would you give someone that's in a toxic work environment i mean my advice to them is if if hr ain't doing something about it to get the hell out of there, which is what you did. What what other yeah. advice would you give someone if they were in a toxic work environment? So honestly, it depends from company to company, person mm-hmm. to person. I feel like personally for me, a huge thing that genuinely supported me while I was quitting was my mom letting me know that it was okay to quit. And mm. the reason why I asked for her validation and her permission was because at that point of time, I was the sole breadwinner of the family. And we had just lost our dad a year ago. So it was very chaotic in that sense, right? Mm. And But she could see that I was genuinely breaking apart. It was mentally deteriorating. And I remember my boss um, genuinely asking me to get a therapist prescription to tell me, to show him that I was actually mentally sick so that he could let me go. And I was like, oh, that's a big red flag. I'm not going down that route. So mm. if you are in a toxic workplace, my advice to you, would be to figure out can something be done to change the environment you're in can you can you shift to a different team right or can you speak to your boss can you open up that communication channel to safely speak to your boss about what you are going through right now and if you can find some kind of a middle ground there because at the end of the day we are all human beings however if that's not possible 
if you can't shift to a different team if you can't like you said shift to a different timing my biggest suggestion would be to get out right because in today's day and age there are so many companies out there who will value you as a worker who focus on mental health who focus on creating a space safe enough for all their employees to give their best because at the end of the day get this they need you as much as you need them mm-hmm. right and if you feel and i know a lot of people are like well you're all replaceable sure you're replaceable but it will cost the company a lot of money to replace you to hire someone new to train them to get to onboard them as a person so you are just as important to them as they are to you so speak up let your company know let your hr know that this is something that's happening mm-hmm. and at the end of the day if you are not feeling the same passion that you are feeling that you used to feel when you started working change the job take a break relax rejuvenate be in a space where you can receive love and then start the job hunting process all over again and i'm saying this because i remember coming once again from a personal experience um i used to love to write but i remember in those 3 to 5 months where i was working in that ad agency i stopped writing for myself and it frustrated me right towards the end i didn't even know why i was feeling so frustrated before i realized that i was not able to express myself as an individual anymore mm. because just the thought of writing made me want to punch someone break my laptop or break my phone and that is not how i wanted to approach something that was so sacred to me that was a medium of my expression so if you're feeling stifled to the point where something that you used to love turned into something that you are now starting to hate and if you can't change anything about that situation quit take a breather recuperate love yourself receive yourself and allow yourself to be in a space where you're receiving from nature loved ones from family and then when you feel like you are in a space to go out there and start hunting again go hunt for a job where people will actually appreciate you for the amazing human being you are and the work that you're doing that's so powerful i mean one of the things i look for when i'm hunting for a job in the last few years is what do they do when it comes to their staff well-being when it comes to their staff mm. mental health these are things that's really really important to me and what you said was very profound in terms of when you're when you've no longer interested in doing your passion it definitely means something in your life is going wrong because for me for me i do filmmaking and i write my scripts and stuff that's one of my side hobbies that i do i've got my own little film production company and for a, nearly a year and a half i had writers block and i was mm. getting frustrated because usually i could command my pen for me to have an idea and just work with it but for the last year and a half i couldn't write and the reason why i couldn't write i was going through a lot i lost a lot of family members i was going through depression i was going through so much so it's really good to recognize when something is wrong because sometimes we keep going and we don't realize that wait a minute something is happening in our life that's making us sad that's making us depressed to the point where it's killing our creativity and it's really really good that you actually identified and 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 spotted that that's that's really good yeah. good advice there um regarding the whole burnout and the yeah. the the soul coach thing what are some of the things that you do with a client so let's say someone approaches you and say look i need help i need i need advice i need to yeah. figure myself out what are what are some of the steps that you take with a client yeah 
Thank you so much for asking that. I feel like, uh, number one, as a coach, I don't give advice, uh, okay. which is really huge. Um, solely because if I was to give advice, I would be a mentor. And a lot of times, especially in scenarios like this, mm -hmm. there is this aspect where, you know, have you ever been frustrated and you're angry and you're like, oh my God, everything's messed up, everything's like this. And someone comes up to you and tells you to calm down. Mm -hmm. You have the opposite reaction of calming down because you don't want to calm down in that moment. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing that I do is create a space where people can safely express their emotions and actually figure out what the next steps look like mm. by themselves. Because deep down, and this is where the soul coach aspect comes in, is you already know what your answer looks like. Right? You already know as an individual what the next steps look like. You're just afraid to do it. Or you're just scared of, oh, if I actually pamper myself, the world will come to an end because I have not loved myself in so long. I have always been the person who gives out to other people, who cares for other people. And now you're telling me to care for myself? How can I? How dare I? Right? So there are a lot of thought processes that come in and tangle up in that moment. Mm. So the very first thing that we do is actually sit down. We focus on the mindset. You're like, why are you here? Why is this important to you? Because if you need tips, if you need advice, I'll be there. I'll give you all the tips that have worked for me. I'll give you everything. Like my coaching program actually has bundles that I've created where anything that is possibly stressing you out, you can work on it. You can get instant advice and instant gratification and you can work on it and you can take things from there. But if you are stepping into a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me, we sit down and we figure out why are we here? What's the intention behind the work that you want to do? How can we increase the awareness? What does What are the things that usually stress you out? What are the steps that you usually take? Why don't those steps work for you? What have you tried in the past and what has worked and what hasn't worked? So it's an entire journey that we take, right? Um, coming back to your question once again, it's all about being in awareness of what you need in that particular moment and being in a space where you can actually go and do whatever you need to do, right? And what that means is if you are stressed out, Oftentimes, we are told as a community or as a society to not feel stressed out, to calm down, to relax. But the emotions that we feel as an individual, they exist because that's what makes us human. If you were not to feel those emotions, you would be a robot who was simply told orders and you would simply follow them. So we go on a journey where we learn to actually express these emotions healthily, let go of these emotions healthily and then figure out how we want to go about this journey from a clarified mind, from a mind where we're not fighting ourselves because internally there are two aspects, right? One is like, I want to be something great in life. And then there is this one aspect that, no, I just want to, I want to beat someone up. I want to do something crazy. I don't want to do something chaotic. Mm -hmm. In that moment, the more you push this down, it's like, um, it's like the springs, you know, you push it down, you push it down, you push it down. And when you release, it will, it will go off. Yeah. Right. So we actually allow the spring to become a streak wire by untangling it, loving it, giving it space to exist and doing it in a healthy way. Then once it's straight, then we can take the next steps 
to reach wherever we want to reach i hope that answered that question because no it really does I can yeah go all over the place. yeah no it does you're, you're basically saying that the you you, you and I, I love how you clarify that you're not a mentor you're a coach you don't give people the answers because people already kind of know what the answer is anyway you just give them the tools and you just give them the space for them to express themselves and you just guide them in finding the answers for themselves which is actually amazing yeah yeah i definitely Thank get you. it now I, I get exactly what you what you do yeah wow that's actually really really powerful um do you have a lot of clients that come to you what one of the questions i want to ask when people get to a point where they're burnt out or they're frustrated Obviously, that usually happens as a result of them ignoring the signs, because I believe that when someone becomes burnout, you know, before it actually happens, you, your, mm. your body shows it. it you're, you're, you're heading in that direction. So what sort of tools do you provide people with or what sort of, of, of advice would you give someone to interrupt that before it happens? amazing question so we come back to awareness because awareness is going to be the greatest tool for you as an individual to figure out when you are expressing or when your body is expressing signs of stress right i always say this burnout in and of itself is stress that hasn't been managed properly for a prolonged period of time Mm. right so it's not i get stressed now i get burnt out tomorrow that's not what's going to happen is i have been stressed for a really long time and a lot of those things are adding up and finally there is going to be one small thing that is going to be like the cherry on the top right and then i'm gonna collapse and even then in reality and this is my perspective of burnout burnout is just our body's defense mechanism to stop us to be like enough we need to actually figure out to get ourselves back into a space of homeostasis, to get ourselves back into a space of normality. Because we have been so aggravated. Our BP is high. We are breathing rapidly. or we are, we are, Our breathing has slowed down a lot. Our heart is beating out of our chest literally every single waking moment of the day. We need to take a break. And we need to get better. And even then, in moments like those, when we are burnt out, we often try our level best to keep at it they're like no i'm gonna keep doing this the more i do it it's going to disappear well burnout is not going to disappear it's just gonna get worse so i think some of the signs that you can keep an eyes out for or your eyes out for is number one actually figure out what stresses you out right mm. for example it can be uh Every time I speak to this particular person or this manager, I know that his communication style and my communication style is not similar. And so I know I'm going to get frustrated. I know my walls will be all the way up and I won't be listening to what he has to say. I'll be getting ready to prepare an answer or question him as and when this happens, right? So figure out what are the different things that stresses you out and then figure out how your body responds to it. I play this game called the burnout awareness game bag basically and you make a tally of every time something stresses you out you make a tally of it and then over the next few days or over a week you'll figure out what are some things that usually stress you out right it can be speaking to a particular person it can be doing a particular kind of task it can be anything figure out what frustrates you figure out what stresses you out and once that tally is done you'll figure out what are the top things that stress you out once you figure out figure that out then you spend time actually seeing how your body reacts or responds to this. 
right mm. oh for example for me something that could possibly stress me out is when or what used to stress me out earlier was when i used to see a competitor right i used to see my competition i used to see a burnout coach out there and i was like they're going to take away all my clients i'm going to lose everything's going to fall apart blah blah mm. blah 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 so for me seeing my competition was a stress point was a trigger for me and i used to react mentally physically emotionally right mentally i would be like i need to do more so that i can reach up to them and then i can cross them emotionally i would be like i am not doing enough i suck life sucks i am the worst coach out there everything that i'm doing is going wrong i am an imposter i'm an i'm a fraud and all of those things physically i would notice myself starting to breathe harder like <sighs> my chest beating faster so all these things would culminate together and so every time i notice that ah i see a competition out there i'm going to react like this i notice that and so the next time and this genuinely happened like a few days ago um i was speaking to a few people that i was connecting to and they were speaking about how they help people with stress and how they help people with burnout and i noticed that i wasn't reacting and responding like that anymore because the moment they said that my first instinct instead of going there my competition is because i have been preparing myself for so long i have been changing the way i think i have been changing my perspective i went ah more people to help more people mm. right so once you figure out what stressing you out once you understand how your body responds you go the next time i see my competition i am not going to think this person is out to steal my job i'm going to think well number one why do i do the work i do it's to impact more people right and if this person exists and they are doing the work to impact more people and i am doing the work to impact more people there are just more people in the world to impact more people as an individual and so it all comes down to that how are you shifting your perspective after you recognize something that's stressing you out after you recognize how your body responds to it and then what are you changing and once you change that it will take time i'm not going to lie it won't happen instantly you won't be like i'm going to look at things positively and it won't happen instantly of it course it's trial and error yeah you just have to keep yeah. it's practice daily practice yeah mhm mm-hmm. yeah definitely once it does it's smooth smooth sailing from that but it's a lifelong journey i'm going to i'm not going to lie of course uh, there of are course. going to be a lot of things that stress you out as an individual and so it's going to be a lifelong journey to figure out well how do i go about changing this because at the end of the day do you want to respond or do you want to react from a stressed out place or do you want to react and respond from a position where you are secure of who you are as an individual and secure of the work that you do as an individual mm. so when you were saying when you were saying that whenever you 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 will see like another um burnout coach pop up that you were getting stressed out do you suffer from imposter syndrome i used to and i i'm not going to lie i feel like literally everyone out there suffers from imposter syndrome once in a while no matter how amazing or how up the chart they are i actually remember uh, watching this interview with ryan reynolds where he spoke about how even 10 years down the line after uh, putting out deadpool he spent 10 years going from one person one studio to another studio to get deadpool out there and then even then even to this date 
there are times when he feels like oh i am an imposter how can i how can i actually go out there mm. and talk to people about the movie that i want to make uh, my coaches experience that as well some of my coaches were brilliant every time and this is the perspective shift that they shared with me and it was every time you feel like the imposter is showing up know that you are at the brink of change and evolution mm. and i was like yes Wow, that's actually quite powerful. I mean, me personally, I don't know if I believe everyone suffers from imposter syndrome because I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I suffer from imposter syndrome, but I do know where my strengths and weaknesses are, mm-hmm. and if I know there's stuff that I'm not good at, I don't beat myself up about it, but I try not to invest my time in doing it. Anything that mm-hmm. I do, it's because i know i'm very very good at it and that's that's quite a rare thing for 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 people to even get to because i know a lot of people that do suffer from imposter syndrome so it's it is it is it's quite common more than we think and people that some people yeah. that we think that don't experience it that's incredible in their field suffer from mm. it as well so it's it's good that it's now in the last few years more and more people are talking about it and it's there's more discussions around it as well mm. which is really really good um yeah. you call yourself and a, i just want to say mm-hmm. you know um before you go off i just wanted to say that um kudos on having that wonderful perspective in life i feel like that's such a powerful perspective to have and i'm blessed and honored to meet you and be in a space where you are so confident in the work that you do i feel like that's so powerful oh thank you and thank you so much people always say that to me that i'm really confident and that actually comes i'm grateful for my mother for that my mother growing up as a kid my mom used to always say to me you're destined for greatness she told me every single day so it didn't matter what i did my mom was always like remember you're the best remember you're good at what you do so that confidence has just always been with me as a kid growing up i mean i'm not delusional i don't believe i'm good at everything no one is but the things that i am good at i know i'm one of the best at it so that's where that confidence does come in so yeah i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for my mom because i think a lot of imposter syndrome comes from how you're raised were we kids that were told that we can achieve anything or were we kids that were told that whatever we do is not good enough and i find that a lot of kids mm. that are told that what they do isn't good enough tends tends to grow up and experience imposter syndrome because growing up as a child they always felt that what they've done mm. is never good enough i could be yeah. wrong it would be interesting to see statistics out there to yeah. see Personally, from my experience, I feel like there's that, and there is your own personal experiences as well. So yes, I was right. always um, raised in a space where I was like, you can do everything you want to do, and all of that stuff. But I remember um, I had failed my pre-med exams, right? So uh, not like exams per se, but the qualifying exams for getting into universities and colleges here in India, and the competition is really high. So like I. I genuinely couldn't get a seat by a couple of marks. That's it, two three marks, and I was down by thousands of people. And I took a drop year, and the same thing happened again. So for me, the imposter arises from that space of ah, I oh. need to work harder because if I don't work harder, I am uh, going to get pushed back all the way back. Uh, so it can be different experiences for sure, and it can yeah. be experiences from your childhood to an yeah. adulthood, but. yeah i think it goes to say how 
a lot of times we don't give credit to life as it happens yeah you know the smallest thing the smallest tiniest thing that can be insignificant to someone else could be so powerful and could shape the way you think and believe about who you are as a person mm, that mm-hmm. it can either hold you back or it can push you forward it's true and 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 when you said what you just said it actually brought something to light for me sometimes the imposter syndrome doesn't even have to be from how you're raised by your parents it can be cultural and societal pressures yeah. as well because i know like i've got friends from indian background as well and i know in the indian culture being academically good is a big thing um, in terms of making sure that you're getting straight A's and that you're you're really good um, academically. So you already have that pressure of your family's expecting you to pass all these exams and society's expecting you to pass all these exams. Mm. So when you don't, you feel like you failed everyone. And even in my yeah. culture as a Jamaican, there's so many areas and there's so many things that you're just naturally expected to be good at. And if you're not good at it, you feel like you failed so mm. it's it's you're right it's 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 definitely something that as a society that we're all going through i um I, I spoke to someone else who is a life coach and he specifically works with men and help men to become more vulnerable and more open and he talks about how there's the statistics of men who commit suicide under the age of between the age of i think 18 and 35 is extremely high and mm-hmm. one thing he said to me which i found profound it wasn't men that were um, living rough or that was necessarily struggling his life. It was just like normal everyday men, but the societal pressure of what success looks like for a man to be able, what type of job he's supposed to have, how much money he's supposed to have to feed it, to look after his wife and to look after his kids. The societal pressure of what success means Mm-hmm. is what led to a lot of them to lead, to get depressed and go into a state of suicide. So there is a lot of pressure in the world out there for us to be successful. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I'm one of those people that do experience that as well. I might not suffer from imposter syndrome, but I put so much pressure on myself to succeed. And I have to literally sometimes say to myself, mm-hmm. stop. Because if you don't, you you send yourself to an early grave. Just mm-hmm. take a moment, be grateful for where you are and chill. So I'm learning to practice gratitude more. I think that's that's something that I'm really, really learning to practice more. So yeah. do you do you talk about gratitude in your practices? Is that something you incorporate in your in your Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And um, you know, kind of going off of what you were mentioning earlier. Uh, I definitely feel like there's also the aspect of ourselves putting expectations and pressure on ourselves. Yes. Right? Like that is what actually led me to being depressed and actually having suicidal thoughts as well. When I couldn't clear out my exams, I was just like, oh my God, I am such a failure. And my parents were so supportive, but I was like, I disappointed everyone. Like, you mm. know, it was like, shame on you, shame on your family and shame on your cow, Milan reference for those out there. But um, it was genuinely like that because of how much pressure I was putting on myself. And so in today's day and age, in the place that I am in, I often tell people that gratitude is, gratitude and grace is something that is the two Gs that is going to help you connect with the G inside of you. Let me clarify that. Personally, even when you are working on hmm, 
personally, even when you are working on being in a space where you're letting go of negative emotions, negative thoughts, all the emotions that you're feeling inside that you don't necessarily want to feel, be grateful that they exist because they are telling you that, hey, this is a warning sign. This is something that we need to actually look at. Right? Mm. This is something that we need to work at. Be grateful that they exist and be graceful for yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace for the fact that you figured out that, hey, this exists and it's okay. It's okay to feel this. It's okay to be in this space. Mm-hmm. And both of these things can help you connect to the God inside of you or your soul, as uh, we like to say. Right. So I practice a gratitude and grace meditation slash morning routine every single day Mm. where I wake up and I genuinely give gratitude to the smallest things in my life right like I am like oh I am grateful for the fact that I'm living I'm grateful for the oxygen that I'm breathing in I'm grateful for the trees that are providing me with this oxygen and cleansing my surroundings I'm grateful for the nature that exists around me that calms me down and tells me that I'm safe and provides me with the nutrients that I require. I'm grateful for my mom who's actually going out there and caring for these plants, who's ensuring that we have that surroundings or environment around us. I'm grateful for the fact that my family values nurturing so much. I am grateful to myself that I appreciate the nurturing that is being provided to me. I'm appreciating the things that I'm receiving from myself, from the people I love and from the nature that surrounds me. Mm. I'm grateful for every small thing and every big thing. I'm grateful to the universe that it decided to part ways with me so that I could come here and experience life for what it is, that I could go back with such a banger of a story that the universe is going to be like, ah, you know what? I did good. It was such a great idea to send you down for you to experience life. And I'm grateful to my soul that it decided to walk with me. I'm grateful to my body that it sustains and nurtures and nourishes the soul that exists within me. I'm grateful for being here. So yeah, that's... Wow, that's a powerful affirmation right there. And I do agree, meditation works. Like it's definitely something that's helped me pull through some of my darkest thoughts and some of my frustrating times. It's definitely, and I've said it on many podcast episodes, I recommend people to meditate. It's so good. And guided meditation is the best place to start because they would navigate you through um, how to actually become really, really good at it. But that's really, really yeah. powerful. Um, tell me what you've learned about yourself that you didn't know before you began this journey of becoming a soul coach. I have learned a lot. I'd like to share something that I recently learned, mm-hmm. if that's cool. And that is about how powerful of a human being I am. Wow. For a really long time, I was judging myself. I was like, I am not enough. I need to do more. I need to do more. Right. And um, this came from the concept that everything in my life, I pushed myself to the brink and beyond Mm. to ensure that I won because I was an ambitious person as a kid and I still am an ambitious person. I'm not going to lie. But I remember the first time I sat down to coach, I opened my computer. I made sure that my mic was on. I looked into the camera and I supported the person in front of me and it was so easy. It was like breathing. It was like, 
as simple as that mm. you're not even conscious of it right and instead of being grateful at that point of time i remember panicking because i was like i'm doing something wrong because this is not hard i'm not struggling why am i not struggling i'm doing something wrong and i realized that a lot of times i judge myself i doubt myself i try to complicate the route when the simplest of steps exist right in front of me so yeah i feel like i finally decided to step into myself into the power that i have within me and a huge shout out to that goes to a quote that my coach shared with me which was those who were seen dancing were often thought insane by those who couldn't hear the music it's a quote by frederick nietzsche and i was like stop wow wow that's that's a powerful yeah. quote that's yeah. a very powerful quote wow I really want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Madurima, for joining me and thank you for connecting with me. Like, I felt that the first time we spoke and when we were deciding what topic we were going to do the podcast episode on, we had a really good connection and I definitely want us to keep in touch. Um, I really admire your work and your energy. You're, you're just someone that really ex exudes positive energy or oozes positive energy if that's the right word um so just keep doing what you're doing and if my audience wanted to know more about the work that you do and they wanted to get in touch with you where can they find you so the best place to reach out to me is on instagram it is on madhurima that is m-a-d-h-u-r-i-m-a -A, underscore freedom soul coach and that would be the best place to reach out to me perfect um and if you guys didn't get that check the description box of this episode all the details to find her will be there thank you once again thank you for having me i hope your audience takes a lot away from it and this was actually impactful for anyone who's listening out there yeah i'm sure it will be it was very impactful for me as well thank you for listening guys at the end of this video guys i would really appreciate it if you could subscribe rate the podcast and also leave a review.